Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It's that time again, time for guys of a certain age. Robbie Koblenz solo in studio. No one would come talk with me today, but joining me by the miracle of the interwebs is... Art Shirley. Art, how are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Well, good. Good. It's been an interesting day for me, and we're mm-hmm. just going to kind of leave it at that. And so, yep. Jay had Pretty to go... Pretty day today. We've been kind of uh, surrounded by tornadoes yet again. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, everybody seems to be doing okay this time around. Uh, but we've got more storms coming this weekend. But yeah, you were saying Jay... Yeah, Jay had to go work. I mean, yeah. why Why does Jay need to work? I mean, I thought he was like Bruce Wayne, know, inde- independently wealthy. Independently could- wealthy. You know, leads a secret life uh, at night uh, as a uh, crime fighter. Uh, oh, we weren't supposed to say that, were we? Oh, his secret's out. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, I feel like Alfred. <laughs> but which Alfred? Alfred? Who said, hey, the one who told the one from the Michael Keaton series that anybody that came to the door, yeah, I mean, he's down in the Batcave. You know, it's always kind of, yeah. Yeah. Bruce, yeah. Bruce, I know you just met this woman and have been on one date with her, but I thought she should know that you're Batman. Yeah, it, just because it's you know Kim Bassinger, it doesn't really matter. So, That's right. yeah, the, you know the evolution of uh, of well, the evolution of Alfred through mm-hmm. the Batman mythos has been fascinating. It's kind of analogous to what we've seen happen with Aunt May in the Marvel yes. Cinematic Universe. Yeah, as, as we go from, so. yeah from the the older Aunt May and Uncle Ben to you know. Marissa Tomei, right? Was it Marissa Tomei who played? Yes, yeah. That, in the most in the Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, uh, the the yeah. the hip Aunt May, you know. Yeah, so. definitely a different Aunt May than uh, we have seen before in the in the comics or in the movies. And you know, if you get to the Batman, which comes out as we're recording this next week, so you'll be able to watch it on HBO Max. Yeah, I'm planning on watching it Monday. Ah. Setting it up. I don't know if the boys will stay. They're coming home for Easter, which is this weekend as we record. Uh, I don't know if they'll they'll stay Monday night and watch it with me or not, but the the screen's going up, projectors coming out, and I'm planning on watching it. So looking forward to finally seeing it. Well, Andy Serkis is 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 Batman, and I'm not Batman is Alfred in the Batman, and I kept yeah. expecting him to find a gold ring and to just mm-hmm. play with it and start uh-huh. mumbling my precious underneath it. So yeah. anyway, yeah. we we I, I listened to the podcast about the Batman. It was very interesting. Really got me fired up to see it. I, I thought you know I. I had thought at first I wouldn't listen to it until after I saw the movie, but I, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit and look forward to seeing it. But yeah, understand that his character of Alfred is a little bit different uh, yeah. than what we've seen before. You know, and, and uh, I'm going to be real interested to see your take on the, on the final act. And if you felt it's kind of tacked on like, like we did. So okay. but, uh, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll do a little recap of that when we get the gang back together. So let's jump into sure. some geeks of the week. What do you have? Okay, mine is uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And we've seen this, we've talked about this to a degree too, about how when so successful or a, a movie, a uh, successful movie or a TV series comes out, there are quickly imitators. And a lot of times you hear, well, it's so-and-so meets so-and-so. And right now, today, as we record, April 15th, uh, Open Range has started as an Amazon Prime series with Josh Brolin. It's a neo western, and of course, you know, anytime somebody puts a cowboy hat on, now it's uh, you know, it's Yellowstone, and so it's been called Yellowstone meets the X Files because 
It has elements of the soap opera-ish uh, Western that is Yellowstone, uh, and but there's a mysterious hole that appears in this uh, in this pasture that uh, Josh Brolin has, and it's some type of supernatural or metaphysical type of uh, occurrence there that that kind of complicates the, the thing. So Did, don't know that I'll watch it. <laughs> but but uh, and I haven't watched Yellowstone. Have you watched Yellowstone? I've, been, I've not watched Yellowstone. I, I can't remember if Jay's watched Yellowstone. Either. I don't think he has. I don't, I don't think, think he has either. Because, Becky watched an episode of it, and we talked about maybe watching it, but uh, so far we haven't. But I know people love it. They absolutely love it. It's and, one of the most popular series that there is. Right. And that's now. a that's a Paramount Plus offering, I believe. Is Yellowstone? I thought it was it. Amazon, oh, Paramount for Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Paramount. Yes, that's right. And, uh, but the and I don't have that yet. I haven't. I haven't resubscribed to that. Well, I think I will when Strange New Worlds drops because it looks fascinating. But the question yeah. I have about the Josh Brolin series is: does the does the whole happen after he snaps his finger? I don't know. That's what I was looking at. Uh, Josh Brolin's resume. Of course, I remember him you know, obviously being Thanos, and just recently in Dune. And, uh, you know, Cable from Deadpool, um, Goonies is where he got his start. So he's definitely, you know, one of our genre favorites. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that's a different glove he puts on and uh, our gauntlet that he puts on. He snaps and half of his pasture disappears. So, you know, maybe it's a little bit different than I think. Well, I, speaking of the Batman, I've got uh, I've got where was it? I had a little bit of a little bit of fan feedback. Um, let's see if I can find it. From cousin Mervin, oh, where was it? He was talking about uh, what was Mervin talking about? He was talking about Tim Drake and how um, how Tim Drake. Here we go. I'm going to read this. You know, I probably should have read this as we were talking about Batman. So this is this is some fan mail or fan text, hey, I guess. Wow. So according to uh, Mervin, Tim Drake is the best detective out of all the Robins. He read everything in the news about Batman that he could. His first clue was a news story that had security film footage of Batman and Robin stopping a robbery, he thinks. He recognized a move that Robin did jumping out of the rafters onto the criminals. He was at the circus the night Dick's parents were killed. The announcer was bragging about only two performers in the world could do a certain trapeze act, and Dick was one of them. He kept an eye on every story about Bruce, Batman, Robin, and Dick. He realized when Robin wasn't showing up as much, it was because Dick went away to college. Then when a new Robin showed up, Bruce got a new ward, Jason Todd. After the news came out that Jason had died, thank you, Joker, uh, Robin wasn't in the news anymore, and Batman was becoming more violent and hurting the criminals more. So Tim snuck in the Batcave and confronted Bruce and convinced him to take him as the new Robin to keep Bruce in check so he would stop being so violent. So Tim has both parents. In some stories, one of them is killed in some stories, but he's always known as the best detective out of the Robins. Even Ross Al Ghul doesn't call him Robin. He calls him Detective. So a, oh, l- wow. a little Batman Robin feedback from yeah. uh, from from fans uh, or fan. You know. How come all the folks, except for George Abide, who listen to the show, are related to us? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we've got some others, too. I mean, yeah. uh, Dale Moore listens, and he's uh, not related to his uh, Jonah Holland. Uh, both two people I, I work with uh, do listen to us. And I'm always, you know, I, even though they tell me that, I'm always surprised because they'll come in and say, hey, I heard so-and-so. And I was like, wow. So. You actually took time to listen to us. So Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I mean, so what's back to the Josh Brolin series is called, what is it called? It's called Open Range. Open Range. I was going to say Which, Rampage. but I think that's, that's a, right. That's also yeah, a, that's a, a Kevin Costner movie. So maybe that's not the best title to have there. But 
Well, well it's outer range. I'm outer sorry, range. Outer range. Yeah. yeah. At yeah. this point, all the good titles are taken. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, outer um, range. But that makes more sense. Yeah. 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 Well, my geek of the week was probably more uh more up your alley than than my alley art excuse and, me well yeah there you <laughs> up go up your alley up your alley so um somebody took uh star trek the next generation and made a star trek parody cartoon and you you remember the the animated original series back in what was it 72 73 when that was kind of the 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 further voyages of the starship enterprise yes. star trek had gone off um, what in 68, 69, when was, uh, Star Trek? Canceled? Uh, let's see. Yeah. About that. I would say 60, it was, it, when did, I think it debuted 64, maybe 65. I should know that I, the, I've forgotten so much, but, anyway. but, the, but the next, but bit, anyway, yeah. So it'd been off for five or six years, you know? And, and so, uh, filmation, which was kind of the, uh, the animation studio at that point, they were known for being incredibly cheap and they would reuse anything possible and mm -hmm. uh so facial expressions would be very minimal eyes were, mm -hmm. were blacked in because they were trying to make things as quickly as possible mm -hmm. as cheaply as possible uh, they did the star trek the animated series in 73 which kind of stoked a little bit of the star trek fires well someone came in oh and also filmation was also known for uh making he-man and the masters of the universe that would mm -hmm. and and that was that was 82 83 something like yeah. that yeah they would do a, they would do a lot of uh, you know properties that were either came from movies or toy lines you know yeah. uh well, and uh, so somebody came in and decided, hey, let's do the filmation treatment to the next generation. And uh, you can find it on YouTube and we'll, we'll try to put a link in the show oh. notes. But there is a two minute uh, fan created segment of Star Trek, the next generation, the animated series. And it's just oh, I got to check it out. It is pitch perfect. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it is almost it's. You feel like you're watching filmation, and it's great. Yeah, it's it's a lot good. of fun. So. That's really good. Yeah, I've got that uh, the original uh, filmation series from the original cast uh, on DVD somewhere. Same kind of box sets that I've got uh, for the original series. So, and uh, so, let me ask you that about the animated series: Did they revisit any stories or tell uh, any part two stories to the original uh, live action? Uh, yes, series? they. They did. They did revisit some. I think they did something. Uh, I think they may have done something from. Um, oh gosh, the I just drew a blank on the uh, the the name of the, the original name of the story, but it's where they go back in time and and uh, and uh, and and stop World War Two from happening. Uh, Edith Killer Keeler. Oh, um, um, City on the Edge of Forever. City on the Edge of Forever. Yeah, yeah. I think they go back to that one. Yeah. Uh, what what happened is they did, and I would that'd be surprising if they did, since David Gerald has such a problem with it. So maybe I'm I'm having the Mandela effect on that or misremembering that. But uh, they didn't bring the entire cast and crew back. They brought uh, you know a, a good bit of them back. Uh, let's see, uh, Kirk, Spock, Uhura, McCoy were there. Um, Sulu was there. Uh, Chekhov was not there. He was replaced by an alien. Some of the bridge crew became alien crews. Uh, of course, as you said, the budget was cheap, but it did allow them to do things, you know, that they couldn't have done even with the, the TV budget before, you know, at that particular point in time. So they did have uh, more aliens than they probably would have had normally. Uh, but they also brought back a lot of the writers, you know, a lot of the original writers. DC Fontana was involved with it. So there was some of the stories. Granted, they were they were simplified 
and and maybe a little more juvenile because of they were they were Saturday morning cartoons, but um, they still had some pretty good science fiction behind them. You know, I, I vaguely remember seeing them in reruns, but I don't yeah. think I've ever seen one all the way through. All the way through. Well, yeah. it's funny because, like you said, filmation, you know, certainly reused uh, things over over again. You will hear the uh, the incidental music, the, the theme song they wrote for Star or had written for the Star Trek is is reminiscent of uh, the original theme song and was unique to that series. But most of the incidental music, you know, that they would play is, is something dramatic has happened and you would hear over and over again in filmation, uh, cartoons. And of course, Hanna-Barbera did the same thing. You'd hear Johnny Quest would have, you know, some, uh, music that would a- appear and you'd hear it in, uh, the Herculoids and, and several of their other shows too. But, but yeah, it was, <laughs> there was a running sequence. So like, you'd always see the same, run or whatever and they would just put it over a different background so they would be using you know just the same you know they had stocks series of series of motions that they would deploy over and over again but it's pretty interesting you know it's all about uh it's all about making as much money as you can with the least Mm -hmm. amount of work i guess so yeah Unlike this podcast, I think they did do they did do trouble with troubles. I do remember that was oh did uh, they? I think that was one thing they did, and yeah. So Cyrano Jones, that character was was brought back again. Well, you know, like I said, they were making money, which is something we haven't done yet. So, but we're mm-hmm. going to pause for a break that may make us money eventually down the line, and we'll be be, be, be easy for me to say. We will be uh, back with the second half of the show. And we're back. We're going to clean up the mess that Jay and I made, and Art's going to tell us everything we said wrong. Right, Art? Yeah, right. So Since I've done so well at that so far. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <clears throat> hey, a couple things that came across this week. Um, there's a Blue Beetle movie in production, uh, and it's it's a theatrical release. supposed uh, supposed to happen August of uh, 23. Yeah. And uh, the, the cat who plays Blue Beetle is, oh, he is the protagonist from uh from uh, uh cobra kai i'm looking for it i'm looking for it he's the uh he's the kid zolo manredanewa the blonde headed guy no no he's, oh from cobra kai not cobra from kai. karate kid yeah, yeah cobra kai now uh-huh. uh he's the one who got his back broken in cobra kai um, yeah. and, uh, he was kind of the Johnny LaRusso character in Cobra Kai. So he is, uh, he is going to be the, uh, the, he's going to be blue beetle in, uh, in the movie. Uh, but it was announced this week that Susan Sarandon is going to be Victoria Cord, who is going to be the primary antagonist. So, Oh, okay. That's interesting. I never thought I would see Susan Sarandon in a comic book movie. So no, that's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, um, but she plays Victoria Cord. Yeah, and I don't okay. remember who she is. Who's Victoria Cord? Well, uh, Ted Cord was the first or one of the first Blue Beetles, um, and so it's interesting to me that I mean, you may wonder if there's some type of tie-in there. Um, I was trying to see who uh, he. Uh, you had mentioned uh, that Cobra Kai's. How do you say it? Zolo Miratini. Yeah, oh, I said it horribly, uh, so you don't want to say it. Anyway, like uh, he plays Jaime uh, Reyes, who is the current um, Blue Beetle. And uh, Blue Beetle's one of those characters again. That's that's. I mean, uh, he's been around forever. Been around for a long time. And I want to say he may have even started off as the Charlton Comics character, but I'm, I'm probably mm. again misremembering that. 
But uh, it was originally Dan Garrett and then uh, Ted Cord was the second one. So that makes me think that there's got to be some kind of tie in between um, uh, Victoria and Ted Cord. Uh, they even say there's a, a possibility that that's a maybe it's just a nod. Anyway, uh, the Ted character also the one Ted Cord was the direct inspiration for Watchmen's Night Owl. Uh, Blue Beetle was very much uh, the inspiration for yeah for that character. Uh, but um, yeah, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Um, but Blue Beetle, as I was saying, he's one of those that uh, a superhero that his power derives from uh, being granted. Uh, uh, a suit. I was thinking about Green Lantern being granted the ring and he gets powered. Uh, there's a scarab involved. There's this suit that gives uh, Blue Beetle his power. So uh, I think they have to be found worthy in some way. And then they, they are, uh, the suit comes to them. You know, I, I always kind of felt Blue Beetle was kind of almost the Iron Man of the DC universe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Know. I think they, they, they kind of leaned into that a little bit, especially once uh, Iron Man the movies, you know, brought that, or even the comic book character got to be more popular, but uh, yeah, cause there's a lot of gadgets, you know, yeah. uh, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of suit related uh, uh, weapons, those kind of things. So, and, and, you know, I can't think of Blue Beetle without booster gold. Yeah, I mean that really got to be kind of a combination. And I, now, so uh, we had talked about this too. I can't remember. This was off micro on the podcast. Where um, is it? Blue Beetle that's been introduced into Legends of Tomorrow with um, I can't remember the actor from Scrubs that uh, Donald Faison that uh, is playing Blue Beetle, and they want um, oh, I can't remember his name either. JD, the guy that played JD. Um, to come in and play Booster Gold because those are, those were such good friends on Scrubs and also oh, sure. good friends in in, yeah. in real life. But uh, but who knows? I mean, this is another one of those cases where uh, the CW has a character that um, has has been brought about, and then the you know the DC movie universe is going to recast them. Speaking of which, I'll use that as a segue to another thing that came up this past week. You know what I'm going to talk about, right? I think I know what you're going to talk about. The Flash. Uh, you know, the latest Flash news that uh, – uh, and I'm, I'm drawing uh, – Ezra sure Miller. Probably, thank you. Yes. Yeah. All right. So what – he had some kind of – he was in Hawaii, and he ends up bursting into a couple's room, hotel room, and threatens to kill them by burning them. I, he is he is off the chart, and – I've got a feeling that we may see the Flash movie he has shot, but we, yeah. we may never see him again. Not unlike what's happening with Will Smith as he's getting dropped from everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah Post Oscars. So right, that's right. Uh, but, yeah, and I liked. I mean, I really, I, I, I was a huge fan of Grant Gustin, who plays the CW's version of the Flash. We've talked about, and I was actually just reading this recently because uh, the Flash has been announced that it will probably come back for a an abbreviated ninth final season to wrap things up and then, and then call it quits on that. Uh, that was one of my favorite series the first couple of years of that series. And then they, as all the CW properties do superhero and others, they, they tend to go off too much into super into uh, into soap opera yeah. for me. Uh, so I, I kind of lose interest with it. And in the, in the flash's case, he, in the first two years, especially maybe even into the third season, he fought, a lot of villains that were classic 
slash rogue gallery villains. Yeah. And then after that, it was always some speedster that he was uh, fighting. And a lot of times it was a version of himself or some past or future version of one of his children. And it's just like they need to find some way for him not to just fight another speedster. Anyway, that's getting off. But beyond that, there's a big movement to try to get Grant Gustin to become the new uh, DC movie universe flash as, as there was when they were first announced the movie, but this may be a way to go. Yeah. To yeah. me, it makes sense to me. It's, it's a, about a good, a, a fix as you can get to this situation. And I hate it for Ezra Miller because I do think he's talented, and, but he's also involved in the Harry Potter franchise as well with some of the fantastic beast stuff that's coming out. So, so those projects are both, I think on hold because of that. Yeah. He, um, uh... You know, you don't know what you got till it's gone, so don't bust into strange people's hotel rooms, I guess is the yeah. moral of the story. Just, just a, yeah, just a good rule of thumb. Yeah, just a good rule of thumb. Uh, well, hey, what, uh, you know, as we're recording this, you know, Moon Knight's halfway through its run. What's your initial uh, thoughts on Moon Knight? Yeah, I tell you, I was I watched it Wednesday night. It's It, it just kind of is, is not holding my interest like I hoped it would. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's well acted. I think it's well produced. It's well done. I don't know if we've talked about it before, if I've just reached a superhero saturation or if it's a character that I'm just not as familiar with. So I don't have, uh, I'm not invested in it like I should be. But this last episode, I was just sitting there and I, I kind of looked at him and go, I'm not really paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. What about you? I, you know, I've liked it so far, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm probably, yeah, you know, it, it, yeah, I, I probably would have to agree with you. I, I think the effects are great. I love Oscar Isaac. I think um, he's fantastic. Yeah, he, I think he's, he's great. He's great. So, you know, uh, Moon Knight is the avatar of Koshu, who is the mm-hmm. Egyptian god. So mm-hmm. somebody pointed out that uh, according to um, Marvel mythology, Koshu fights Apocalypse. Uh, and I forget what Apocalypse's uh, oh, Egyptian name is. Yeah. Uh, uh, Inga Arsul or something like that. I just butchered it. That was great. Yeah. So who was played by in X-Men Apocalypse by Oscar Isaac. So he would be fighting himself. You that, know? And that would be kind of fun. Wouldn't I that mean, be hilarious? Like a nice little twist to kind of actually bring the Fox properties in. Yeah. Because yeah. they're owned by now. Uh, I know yeah. We've said this before, but they're all owned by. Disney again, right? Yeah. Disney, Marvel. So yeah, they are. Uh, Sony still, Sony's still the only one that still has properties, as far as I know. That's right. With Spider Man and Fantastic Four, or no, Fo- Fantastic Four was Fox, wasn't it? Yeah, Fantastic Four is Fox. So Spider Man and yeah. the Rogues and his gallery is, um, mm-hmm. and Hulk, I think, is still tied up with Universal. That's right. Yeah, I heard you mention that before. So. Yeah. But, uh, you know, speaking of Marvel, you know, uh, Moon Knight's going on right now. May 6th, uh, which is in a few weeks, is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. You know, that's that's odd to me that that's not more on our radar than it has been. And maybe just because we haven't really, the three of us haven't gotten together in a couple of weeks. But, I mean, we need to to make plans to go see that. We do. And it's interesting that Moon Knight ends right before multiverse of madness premieres i'm not saying there's anything going to happen there but i am willing to bet money that the illuminati show up in this dr strange movie Mm -hmm. and patrick stewart as professor x is one of the illuminati so that would be yeah Uh, you know we would hoped for a tie-in with hawkeye and spider-man no way home and, and didn't get that but i would like to see something that kind of helps solidify the fact that the uh what's going on with the Marvel 
TV universe is yeah. tied back into the Mar Marvel Cinematic Universe. And granted, uh, a lot of what was going on with uh, with uh, No Way Home and um, and all the other properties that were coming out at that point, Hawkeye, is that you know COVID had really a, screwed up the schedule. So it was yeah. kind of I think we're just now getting into. And even though Doctor Strange is certainly far delayed, we're you know we're starting to get things where there may maybe maybe coming out at least in the order they thought they would be, if not the time that they yeah. thought they would be. Well, uh, another one that we haven't talked about is Morbius and that's out uh, in theaters. And I, I don't think I, neither one of I have none no, of us have expressed any interest in going to see it. zero. And I think most of America agree with us. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, oh, you're wow. talking about a movie that, that didn't do all that great in the first place and then dropped dramatically. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Have no interest in it. Um, the next Marvel release after, um, after Dr. Strange, July 8th, love and thunder Thor, which looks yeah. crazy good. You've got, yeah. uh, you've got Christian Bale as the God Slayer, um, in this movie. And yeah, I forget he's in that. Yeah. And that's a great, um, that's a great run from the comic books. I've actually got that digitally where you've got mm -hmm. young Thor, current Thor and old Thor all battling the God Slayer. And mm -hmm. um, so there've been some leaks of some toys. Uh, Christian Bale looks really ominous in his role, um, but you've got Jane Foster. She's going to be the mighty Thor. Right. Um, and then the goddess of thunder, then Tessa Thompson's back Takiwa Titi is doing the directing. And I mean, I'm just about at a point where if he's involved in anything, I'll watch it. Oh, uh, um, I tell you, he's just incredible. And you did see, you, you saw, because we talked about it. Yeah. yeah free, free guy. guy. And yeah. He, he was hilarious in that. A lot of his stuff was improv. Yeah. But was, he's also, I mean, like, I don't, did y'all ever see Jojo Rabbit? Did you ever see Jojo no, Rabbit? No. That's really worth your time to see. I mean, it's not a genre thing, but it's, it's just a, such an off kilter kind of, World War Two movie that uh, it's just brilliantly done. I thought, so. of course, Scarlett Johansson's in it too, so it does have a, a tie. Not that we can't watch anything that, yeah. <laughs> not that we're required to only watch, yeah, that's you know, right. genre movies. But yeah, well, but that looks that's a good lineup, and this is all coming out in the next couple of months. Right? Yeah, and, next, and then when Thor, Thor's the latest one. I mean, Thor's well, Thor is uh, July eighth, but uh, Miss Marvel's going to hit Disney Plus on June eighth. So okay. you've got um, um, Moon Knight's going to finish up. You've got Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to have Miss Marvel and then Thor Love and Thunder. And then November 11th, Black Panther, Panther Wakanda Forever. So yeah. I'm going to be really curious how they take care of that. I, I'm really, that's going to be, I mean, I'm certainly looking forward to seeing that, but, uh, and would be anyway, uh, but uh, I'm certainly interested in seeing what they do there. Um, some other things that don't have uh, firm release dates yet, but they're scheduled for 2022. Again, this is this is the Marvel slate. She-Hulk is supposed to drop sometime this fall. Yeah. And, and um, that's going to be really I'm, – I'm looking forward to that quite a bit. Mark Ruffalo is um, coming in as the Hulk. Tim Roth is the Abomination. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, Jennifer Walters, who is Bruce Banner's cousin in the yeah. comic books um become she hulk and she ends up kind of like like hulk did in in game in in avengers in game 
uh, where he's he's kind of stuck halfway between Bruce Banner Smart right. and Hulk Strong. Yeah. That's yeah. where where Jennifer Walters ends up normally, and she's a lawyer, and mm-hmm. she ends up she specializes in superhuman oriented legal cases. So yeah, you, we, that opens a lot of doors. We've got to have a Matt Murdock popping in. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. absolutely. No, but she stays like that, right? Yeah, Isn't she that, does. She doesn't switch back and forth. Yeah, and I guess the same way that right now Smart Hulk. Uh, uh, Bruce Banner, the Bruce Banner kind of like you said, the midway point between uh, Banner and Hulk. That's yeah. where he's staged now, right? Yeah. He doesn't back and yeah. forth. Um, okay. Iron Groot is supposed to hit sometime uh, 2022. That's the animated histories of Baby Groot. And oh, then okay. the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special this okay. Christmas. This is not December. the movie, right? No, no, it's not the movie. It's the holiday, it's the holiday special, yeah. and then the movie's coming out later. Yeah, and so it's um, it's written and directed by James Gunn, and they're shooting mm-hmm. alongside Guardians Volume Three. So for some reason, I thought that it was more of an animated piece, but it appears it's going to be live action. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that either. And then, uh, I mean, I guess I, I guess I did because I was thinking that was actually the movie, but I, I think I had been unclear about what that was yeah i don't think anybody mm-hmm. knows what it is so mm-hmm. uh, next february february 17 2023 covid uh, pandemic uh, permitting the marvels will hit theaters and so that's got the captain marvel logo but it's also got the s from miss marvel and i think monica rambleau rambo rambala rambu rambu i can't, I can't remember, remember. Yeah. I, I just butchered it as usual uh, r-a-m-b-e-e-a-u rambu Rambo, maybe Rambo. Rambo. Okay, anyway. I was trying to make it more sophisticated. Uh, she comes uh, in. I know because you think surely it can't be that on the nose, Rambo, right? But anyway, yeah. I guess it is. Uh, because what's her character's name in the comic book? I'm going to Google it real quick. I can never is remember. Is Polestar one of them? It's uh, Polaris. Polaris. Yeah. No. Well, she she is Captain Marvel. Sometimes she is Photon. Uh-huh. She's Pulsar. Daystar. Pulsar. Scepter, Lady of Light, Monica Marvel, Sun Goddess, and Spectrum. That have been her names through the entire run, but she's probably going to end up being Photon, I would think. And, uh, you know, we see her in the um, uh, WandaVision trail, yes. I mean, series. She yeah. comes in. And um, so, anyway, that's going to be fun to watch. And then Guardians of the Galaxy is supposed to be May 5 of 2023. Yeah. Ant-Man and Wasp, Quantumania, July 28, 2023. We're going really too crazy here. Uh-huh. Uh, going way out. And then sometime in 2023, they're going to revive on Disney Plus X-Men 97. That's an animated series, right? Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah. And other stuff that are that's kind of hanging out there nobody said anything else about is uh, Agatha, House of Harkness. Obviously, a pickup from WandaVision. Armor is War. that a series? It's supposed to be a series on Disney Plus. Yeah. So Catherine Hunt's going to come back as Agatha Hartness. Armor Wars uh, is going to be live action with James Rhodes. Um, mm-hmm. He's supposed to be tracking down stolen tech that allows criminals to replicate Iron Man technology. And then we don't know when the Blade movie is going to happen with um, Mahershala Ali. Yeah. Did I get that right? Was that you close? did? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah so um, anyway, he also played uh, a, a villain in Luke Cage. So yeah, he was great. Was he Copperhead? Did, did yeah, cotton, Cottonmouth. Yeah. Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth. Yeah, and he was a snake of some kind. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, you know, you hear his voice in the end credits of the Eternals, and uh-huh. so you know, we'll see what happens. There's a Deadpool three uh-huh. announced Echo coming out of um, 
coming out of the Hawkeye uh-huh. series. Yeah. And uh, we have no idea what, what they're going to do Fantastic Four. Um, there's still a ton. I think of Copperhead stuff. is a DC villain, by the way. Of course, so it is. Kind of, kind of getting pulling Jay and get the. Uh, <sighs> I love it when all the, the dead people come back. Okay. Well, I'm also confusing the brands now. Well, you know, I, I, it, you can't really find very many. You know, I, there's not a lot of actors who haven't had some sort of cameo and some sort of Marvel piece. You know? Yeah. Right. Um, but but yeah. now you see so many of them. When we talked about Josh Brolin in the beginning, that has been in multiple Marvel properties, whether they were, you know, Marvel studios or not. And, uh, and then also been in, uh, you know, other franchises as well. I mean, you know, other, you know, people that have been both in DC, Andy Serkis been in both DC and Marvel. And is he going to show up in the Amazon prime series? Hmm. You yeah. never know. So, uh-huh. all right. So that's kind of the slight of what's coming up this, uh, this holiday, this summer holiday season is summer holiday mm-hmm. season. No. Not really. Unless you count, you know, Memorial Day and July. I guess 4th. it was more of a holiday when I was a kid and I got out of school. That's yeah. It's no longer. It felt like a, it was. It felt certainly felt more like a holiday. It was certainly celebrated as a holiday when we finally got out of school. But it's no longer that in the real world. Yeah. Well, Sorry, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. A guy of a certain age, curmudgeonly here, all of a sudden. Oh man, our our local school district is going to year round school, and I just yeah, I just kind of cringe, man. I just yeah, eh. yeah. That's what we're kind of dealing with that at work. Is you know, as as our parents have to uh, parents of children in in the school system, especially those that are younger, uh, have to try to figure out what to do because you know there there's an abbreviated summer, and so you know, can you get people to willing to to watch your kids for you know, a shorter period of time what a, what a daycare is going to do and it's just kind of an interesting uh, situation it's a it's a changing world all right mm-hmm. so jay and on that note yeah on that <laughs> note we're gonna we're gonna change it by hitting the off button so jay it's up to you to correct anything we got wrong i'm sure you're taking furious notes and hopefully maybe we can all get together next week yeah sounds good all right see you then